Good morning and welcome to Last Call. All the political news so that you can get through the week and not sound like an ignoramus to all your uh, civilian friends out there giving you something else to talk about. Listen, I want to apologize real quick. I'm out of town. I'm in a cabin. I'm on the road. We've got a special guest today, Jonathan Nemore, to help us break this all down. So if you're one of these folks in the live chats, I apologize that I don't have like a cool camera to look at. I'm doing everything off of a webcam and a fancy microphone for the week. But today's show, we're going to cover, uh, listen, I got conservative Anthony here. I got Jonathan E. Moore, constitution lit- constitutional litigator here. Uh, we're talking about John Stewart's return. We got Kamala Harris ready to step up if Biden is too old to continue on. And we've had two national anthems played at the Super Bowl for the last four Super Bowls. And I'm just now hearing about this for the very first time. We've got to break that all down. Um, And then uh, we've got the House impeaching uh, Mayorkas and then the Montana parents who lost their kid to a gender-affirming care situation in Montana. We've got Jonathan Emord here who is on the road. Uh, He is on the road uh, working on his election campaign for uh, Virginia state senator we got him to help us break down all of this stuff so all this and more on today's last call of the day let's get it the growing calls across the nation to defund the police we know it. Off the charts violence in New York City. 11 people shot in just eight hours on Sunday. This is Sunday. about the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. Oh, guns up and giddy up, guys. Welcome to Wednesday's last call to political news to get you through the week. We are the Feather Stop Podcast channel, the number one channel where law enforcement and first responders go to be informed and entertained five days a week uh, on vacation for the wife's birthday. But uh, conservative Anthony is in the house with us. We got Jonathan E. Mort on the road. We're going to let him call in here shortly uh, to help us break some stuff down. Today's show brought to you by ghostbed.com forward slash A-N-T. Ant for conservative Anthony, or you can use the uh, promo code Wolfpack if that's what you're comfortable with. But Ant is also sponsored by uh, GhostBed, so you can use the promo code ANT, which is shorter than Wolfpack. So hit them up. We also got factormeals.com forward slash Wolfpack five zero meal planning to the next level. I bet Jonathan Emore would love to get down on some factor meals while he's on the road. Uh, it's such a convenient way of meal prepping, staying healthy. Um, these are chef prepared, fresh, never frozen meals delivered right to your door. So head over to factormeals.com forward slash Wolfpack five zero for 50% off your first order. Uh, listen, did you watch the uh, Super Bowl this week there? Uh, conservative Ant. I, you know what? I did not watch it per se. Um, we did have a little party here for my birthday. Can you not hear me? No, I can hear you just fine. Happy, happy oh. birthday to Ant and all his friends. Happy, oh. happy birthday. I hope this day never ends. And uh, it was a good time. But yeah, we had it on in the background. You know, I I stopped supporting the NFL when they when they started kneeling. So I did too. I'm I'm right there with you. I'm not. I, listen, I, I feel like there is no joy without sacrifice. There is no freedom without some kind of sacrifice. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of people willing to sacrifice really anything. We learned that during COVID. Nobody really wanted to stand up and push back. A lot of people wore their masks just because, you know, I don't want to cause any confrontation. You know, they really kind of gave up a lot of freedoms really easy. A lot 
easier than I thought Americans would. There was a lot, listen, there was a lot of times where I was in the grocery store after we all knew, after we all knew that COVID-19 was bullshit, after we all knew, after the science was out that these masks didn't do anything. I was still one of the only people walking around the grocery stores without a fucking mask on. I was the Me only too. person getting kicked out of the hockey game because I wouldn't put my mask on after I just went to a, uh, a Canelo Alvarez fight with 83,000 people in Texas, not one person wearing a mask, but in North Carolina in the state capital, we're still wearing a mask to a hockey game, even though the mask mandate's been lifted. Listen, there was a lot. I just, I was shocked how many people don't push back. Um, and it's very odd to me that we push back on something like Bud Light for some like weird tranny that when we learned the facts about that wasn't even really like a promo thing from Bud Light. They just had a lot of influencers and that just happened to be one of the influencers that the right wing uh, jumped onto. Listen, was it in poor form that uh, that Bud Light allowed it to happen? Sure, but like at the end of the day, if you really look at the facts of the Bud Light tranny case, uh, it wasn't really all that over the top serious. It's not like they just like individually endorse this dude to be the main staple for Bud Light. But anyway, we've all, we all boycotted Bud Light, which listen, I boycotted it naturally because I think the beer sucks, but we have the NFL who literally takes a knee in your face. They have villain from the Pittsburgh Steelers walk out onto the field by himself to do the national anthem. This was a ranger, a, a, a person who left football to go be a ranger in the United States army deployed is a combat veteran, comes back, and then he has to go out onto the field by himself to do the national anthem. It's absolutely sick and disgusting, but we're all still just kind of look hook, line, and sinker on this whole Super Bowl thing, and now I find out, now I find out that we have two national anthems that's been sung at the Super Bowl for the last four years. What? How are you guys watching this garbage? How have you not moved on to something else? I think that sports is an addiction because it goes hand-in-hand hand with gambling. Um, <clears throat> I think people, American, the American people say that they're going to do something and then don't because they're comfortable in their little lives. And I don't think, I think that that's why we don't have enough support to, um, boycott some of these things or not stand up for some of these things because we're not, you know, it's, it's something that we're not all cohesive on. I, same thing as you, Eric, I, I, when I said that I was going to leave my corporate company, if they were going to make me get juiced, I left. When people were walking around with masks in grocery stores, I didn't wear one. I called people out. And that's why it's funny to me because sometimes I'm more alpha than straight alpha males <laughs> because it's like I'm actually doing all the things. Where are y'all at? So uh, with the NFL, we only have one national anthem that puts all Americans under that. So no, I'm not going to stand. I'm not going to talk. I actually found this out because Carrie Lake uh, reshared or retweeted a picture of her sitting during the um, second national anthem. I think it's the black national anthem. And um, I think it's absolutely comical. If you're still buying NFL jerseys, please don't bitch on the internet that you don't support these things. Yeah, it's, 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 I, I love it because we, we wear those shirts, right? Like uh, uh, nine, nine, not nine line apparel, but you know, grunt style, you know, blah, 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 and all these like cool guy t-shirts. But then when your job is like, get the juice or get out, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me the, give me the juice. I always say that my business partner, he's a tier one special operator, uh, just retired actually. And I can't wait to get him on the podcast. He's been on some of America's most elite missions, but he was removed after 14 combat tours as a tier one special operations operator. He was removed from his team um, because he refused 
refused to get the juice. Ten other individuals were removed from the tier one element because they refused to get the juice. Um, and and when he went before Congress and and had to kind of testify because there was going to be like a court martial style hearing for this because of his rank and how high rank he is, he said, "Listen, I've got four combat rotations where I was willing to give my life for freedom. I'm absolutely willing to give my pension." for freedom as well. So don't try to hold this pension over my head because they kept saying, they're like, you're going to lose a $2 million retirement, you know, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, go ahead, take the two million. Like, listen, I was going to die. I've got four kids. I was going to die for, for my, my four kids is freedom. You think I won't give up a, a pension? Get out of here with this mess. They send him over to be commandant of a, of a, of a school and come to find out now he's like, you know, clean slate. Hey guy. Hey man. Hey guy. We're sorry. Hey, a matter of fact, do you want to come back? Do you want to come back? And so we didn't mean to do all that. We were just joking. You don't have to get the jab. You could come back. So, you know, I'm glad that there are, there's just very few. There was an old, old quote that I really like, and I'm going to butcher it. You can go look it up, but it's like out of the hundred people that are at war, like 98 of them are just targets. One of them, you know, you know, one of them shouldn't be there and the other one, you know, whatever. I can't remember the whole quote, but you know, it really goes, it, it really goes hand in hand uh, with, with my, my business partner and his outtake on this. I was like, he's, I was shocked. He said, I was shocked to see how many guys were like, yeah, dude, there's no way I'm going to get juiced. And then a month later they're getting juiced. It even got as far as that they were giving them fake vaccinations. And he was like, I'm not even going to do the fake vaccination as in they were lining up and these special operation medics were putting the needle through their sleeve instead of into their skin and juicing the sleeve of their shirt so that they didn't really get the jab and a whole bunch of them did that just to keep their jobs, which listen, I'm down for that. I like the resistance there. I think that's ballsy and it's good. But, but my, my business partner was like, I didn't even do that because I felt like you're still going, you're still tiptoeing. You're still going along with this charade and, and the other lower were enlisted all they see is like the top tier dudes getting the jab they don't know that you're fake getting the jab and it's influencing them to do the same thing instead of all of us together collectively standing up and saying no we're not going to do this and um he just went through such a horrific last few years his wife was a government contractor uh with uh special operations command she lost her uh she lost her security clearance and she lost her uh, co government contracted job because she refused to get to the jab. And now we are sitting here, what a, a year, two years later, and all the science is starting to come out. And of course we got Jonathan Emord here that knows more about this than any of us. We're going to bring him on here shortly. Um, before I bring him on the uh, real quickly, did you see John Stewart's return? And did you see his return to uh, late night TV last night? Uh, I didn't see it last night, but I heard that it happened. Yeah, it happened. I, I like that he started that. the show off. I, you know, he started the show off with saying like, why am I here? Why am I returning? And I just wanted to scream and go, you know, you're here because the Democrats have nothing left. Like they're trying to squeeze every single, so all the influencers, right? All the big influencers, conservative and uh, Brandon Tatum, uh, Joe Rogan, donut operator, all of the biggest influencers in the game right now, or generally all conservatives, all like the Hodge twins, they're just outnumbered in the land of real influencers that are uh, getting real impressions on social media. There's a lot of these left wing wackadoodle influencers out there, but they're almost getting zero engagement and they're only being pushed in the algorithm because of what they stand for, but nobody's buying into the bullshit. And so what we see right now is desperation coming out of the Democrats saying, all right, well, we can't really get the influencers that are getting all the major impressions. So what we're going to do is we're going to go after the Hollyweird. Uh, uh, we're going to go after the Hollyweird 
uh, actors and celebrities and get them back on board. But the thing is, is, is that none of them are irrelevant anymore. And they're bringing John Stewart out of retirement to try to do this. Uh, but the, the craziest thing in here now, and this is a strategy thing. I think that's being played for the, for the Democrats. I'm not, I'm not biting into this, but John Stewart came out last night and literally ripped Joe Biden a new one. He, all of his jokes were at the expense of Joe Biden's age and, and his fuck ups and, and, uh, his his gaffes, if you will, all of these things. And I was like blown away. So they bring John Stewart in, which I, I'm pretty sure that we can all agree that this was like a Democrat ploy to bring John Stewart back, right? Like I'm not crazy saying that, am I, Ant? No, you're right. But but my concern would be, and here here was my concern too. After the Tucker I'm I'm gonna go to Tucker for real quick because we didn't get a chance to do this show. After the Tucker Carlson or during the Tucker Carlson interview, Joe Biden decides to come on to national TV, announce it 40 minutes before he's coming on. Then he's late to come and address the nation during the same time that the Tucker Carlson interview was launched. Okay. So he was trying to distract Americans away from that interview with him and Vladimir Putin. Bring it over to Joe Biden. If anybody did go over to watch the interview with Joe Biden or his whatever he wanted to mumble jumble say to the country and then continue to yell at people, um, you would have seen that in that eight minutes and something, it was more bullshit spewing from uh, Joe Biden. Then he was yelling at people. Now, the, what was concerning about it is the very next day or that very evening, if you went over to CNN or MSNBC, who was typically pretty uh protective over joe biden we know that we always say hear him say he's a sweet old man he likes to suck on ice cream cones they were actually saying that this looks bad this looks bad for joe biden it's not a good thing so my question is why now eric why what are what is their plan right tinfoil hat what is their plan now that they're actually going against joe Biden? who do they want in they're not oh, i mean kamala harris joe that, yeah, that Kamala Harris way. just came out and that, said, I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. I like your segue there. And, and we have a delay. So whenever you pause, I think it's my turn to go. I know. <laughs> so I'm sorry I'm talking over you, but it's this sketchy internet that we have up here in the mountains. Uh, but Kamala Harris has already came out. Uh, there's a report from The Hill. Uh, uh, that I, I have brought up here. I'll read it to you. Vice President Harris said that she's ready for the presidency in an interview last week amid concerns about President Biden's age. I'm ready to serve, she says. There's no question about that, Harris told the Wall Street Journal. Then asked about the challenge of convincing voters she's up for the job. Uh, those who see her work are fully aware of her capacity to lead. Uh, well, I mean, I think that's a stretch. I don't think there's very many people out there um, to include her own Californians. That, that are ready to see her lead. Kamala Harris has the lowest approval rating of any friggin' vice president, I think, that we've ever had. I think she's in the 20s, okay? This is yeah, she has the lowest be, approval rating. This is supposed to be our border bitch, and she hasn't really been to the border at all. We just had um, the, the, uh, the, I think it was the House just impeached Mayorkas, right? It's going to go to the Senate. Yeah. Yeah. He, you know, with all of the border, one of the number, the top things right now that are concerning Americans is the border. It's the invasion at the border. Kamala Harris is ready to serve who? We know that she served Montel Williams a long time ago, but I'm not ready to have her serve the United States of America. Um, yeah, it's a no for me, bro. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know. And, and do uh, real quick, I'm going to bring uh, Jonathan on here in just a second. Before I do, real quick, what I, there's a lot, the Vegas betting odds are now up on Michelle Obama running for president. What is your take oh on that? I know it's just God. Vegas odds, right? We can't go off on it. But I think that there are, you know, these these guys that are putting money down, you know, they, they, I, I'd like to think that they're not just throwing their money out there without doing any research. Uh, do you think Michelle Obama realistically, do you think she tries to run in the 2024 election? She has said that she wouldn't run. I think that she would run. I think, I think if she does run, we're screwed. I also think that they know that there is nobody right now that can beat Donald Trump. They know that. So they're scattering. It's like turning on the light switch and all the roaches just scatter. These people don't know what to do. They're running into each other. So I just can't uh, imagine them putting somebody out like John Stewart and making such a big deal out of it on the, all the left wing mainstream media. It was all about John Stewart's return. And then John Stewart just absolutely shitting on Joe Biden almost the entire time. Uh, like what's the angle here? Is the Democrat party so like, obviously it's strategy. They're trying to, now turn on Joe Biden, but who do they bring in once they turn on him? It's not going to be Kamala Harris and Newsom. We, she has the lowest approval rating of all time. Listen, I'm going to get uh, Jonathan Emort's take on that. But before we do, let me hit up these chats real quick. We got last known president says I'm sketch. I don't know what that means, but I like it. Uh, I'm going to take it as optimism. Uh, Bosco Autry says Georgia governor sent some state guards to Texas to assist the border. Yes, we. Uh, uh, there's a that, that's a lot going on. That's actually breaking news that was just coming out uh, late last night. Um, uh, we have guns and cafe says Monta Williams, LOL. Um, by the way, thank you guys. Low Ren is in the chats. Michael Hendricks in the chats. Don't let me forget uh, just before a, we bring on, before we bring on John, we'll ha I'll have to announce, uh, the winner from last week. Yeah, we have a, we have a winner from last week's little thing that we did. Tyler S is up in the chats, uh, armory night. Thank you guys. Gear goons. Uh, and, and it goes on and on. I'm not going to keep going up there. Um, without further ado, let's bring on John anymore. Now he's on the road. So you're going to have to mine the audio here and we're going to take away his video. So you're not going to have to watch him drive. Uh, but there's nobody that, that can decipher this better than constitutional litigator runner up for or running for a uh, candidate for state Senator out of Virginia, uh, Jonathan E. Moore. Let's go ahead and bring him on and I'll let me see if I can. Uh... No, nope, that was the opposite of what I want to do. Jonathan, you're on your video is still up, but you can, I think turn your video off if you would like to, it's up to you. Um, okay, well, unfortunately, I don't know how to do that, but, uh, but I've got a, a some sort of image in front of my my face on the on the iPhone. Anyhow, good to be with you. Good to be with you, sir. What is your take on Michelle Obama, real quick, possibly running uh, for the presidency in twenty twenty four? Do you think that's possible, or do you think Vegas odds are just crazy? Um, I'm going under a tunnel right now so i don't know if that's going to interfere with the reception but i think uh there's a distinct possibility that michelle obama will pop up at the democratic national convention and take the whole show uh joe biden certainly is incapable of uh resting control over the nomination from michelle obama if she cares to take it uh and i think she might 
Man, that is an interesting take. I did not expect that uh, to come out of you. It's really starting to scare me. I was hoping that there was no chance. I was I was hoping that John would say, now nah, there's no way to make me feel better <laughs> at night uh, sleeping on my ghost bed because I'm really worried about a Michelle Obama running for the president. I, I, I mean, do you think that that, do you think the American people, um, listen, the black community has rallied around Republicans in an unprecedented number. Uh, in 2020, uh, the Democrats had 92% uh, of, of the black vote. Um, and this year, going into this 2024 election, 42% are on the Republican side. It's a huge shift, an unprecedented shift. Do you think Michelle Obama would be enough to bring that shift back into the 90% black vote for the Democrats? Uh, no, I don't. And as a matter of fact, I think that when Michelle Obama, if she were to do this, uh, were pressed, I suspect uh, in the course of the campaign, I suspect that she would largely fall apart and that Donald Trump would eat her, eat her lunch. Uh, really, Donald Trump is going to win this thing. I, I have no doubt about it. And I think that the combination of factors are all pushing in that direction. And the idea that Michelle Obama would come in and save uh, the Democrat Party at the last minute, I really think is not uh, likely to happen for this reason. We are likely to see in November, by November of 2024, the worst economy the United States has had in probably since the Great Depression. And we are also going to see uh, a situation with illegal immigration that will just be unbelievable for the American people. Crime is going to be through the roof. Uh, it already is, but it's going to get worse. All of the factors are pointing towards uh, a, a very difficult season for the Democrats to win. And we'll say, oh, no, that, you know, that somehow the Democrats pull the rabbit out of the hat, that Joe Biden won't be the nominee. I think the more likely scenario is Joe Biden will be the nominee. And the reason for that is, in the last analysis, the addiction the Democrats have had to him, particularly the leadership, is so great because he's, he's an absolute uh, puppet of Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. He will do whatever the Democrat leaders want. They will not get that from any other candidate. And so I think they think they can run a basement campaign and get it again. And I think that there's going to yeah, be... It's just if, you know, if, if Michelle Obama comes in at the Democratic National Convention, she will be able to probably take it from Joe, Joe Biden. But whether or not she can survive the uh, the weathering that Donald Trump is going to put her through and the horrific state of affairs in the country that will exist in November of 2024, that I think is the big question. And I frankly think she can't, even if she comes in. So I'm not afraid of her. Right. I, I think it's interesting you bring up that Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi are running the show. Um, I, I think that's pretty apparent to a lot of people, uh, which goes on to this uh, House impeachment of Mayorkas. Now, it, it's up. I, I And maybe I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. You would know better than any of us. But now it's kind of in the hands of Chuck Schumer, whether this goes to vote. And it's probably going nowhere after this. Is that is that a, a, a good assumption? Yeah, the Senate probably won't even take it up under Schumer. Democrat control will be the safeguard for Mayorkas, but that also will be their albatross because Mayorkas is a globalist who has really been uh, the direct agent of, of Biden in keeping the borders open and destroying the United States. 
Uh, he is the villain, as great a villain as Fauci. He's the person who we can count on to exist in the history books, along with Biden, for one who really did more harm to the United States than any other American. It's, it's the it's it's Benedict Arnold on steroids when it comes to Joe uh, Biden, uh, uh, Fauci, and Mayorkas. Uh, I, I like how the, you brought up that they're villains. Uh, Anthony, you posted on your Twitter uh, a picture of Biden with the laser eyes. This was a tweet that had come out from the Biden administration. Uh, I mean, it, it almost is like they're adopting the whole villain mentality. What was up with that tweet? Why do you think that they did it like that? Well, I, I really can't e explain the uh, the insanity of that. These people are really delusional. They are out of touch with reality. The American people do not accept this agenda. They reject it in spades. The overwhelming majority of Americans are against this. And somehow the Democrats are planning on, you know, whatever, uh, corruption in the election or whatever they plan to do to change the outcome. I think that this is going to be an election, a watershed moment when the American people are going to rise up in unison in large, large numbers and actually vote and, and destroy this whole Democrat machine. People are fed up. Everywhere I go across this state, and they say it's a purple state, everywhere I go, every time I speak, I, I am in, uh, encountering uh, uh, views that, you know, no one uh, that I can find will defend Joe Biden. Uh, now, I'm sure there are people who are out there who will or there are people who will vote for Joe Biden. But most people, young, old, regardless of their uh, political affiliation, are telling me they are totally disgusted with Joe Biden and don't want to see him uh, reelected. Yeah, Anthony, uh, conservative Ant, you being a social media influencer, um, it, let's just put your put yourself in the shoes of the social media uh, marketing manager of the the Biden campaign. I almost called him O Biden, by the way. Uh, I thought that was funny when Peter Ducey off. said it, but it, it does naturally flow off the tongue and not far off. Right now, what, what like uh, during, cause I mean, am I wrong to that, that laser focused Biden, po didn't that come out during the Super Bowl, or, or the day it after what, as you a know, social media no, influencer yourself? And what was your take on it? Yeah, no, it came out right after the Super Bowl actually, which made, you know, kind of gave people the idea that they already knew who was going to kind of, win the Super Bowl, it was all worked out because they're they're trying to use these big names like Taylor Swift as somebody who backs and supports um, Joe Biden. Joe, Bi Joe Biden is now on TikTok as well. And what I find about the, uh, what I find funny about the situation is Biden's own government officials are not allowed to use TikTok because it is um, technically a Chinese uh, app and, and and you know it's it's got all kinds of different um, levels of security for our country. They say, but now he um, he's he's like, oh shit, we have to get onto TikTok because we need young voters, right? They've all he's already been losing young voters, and so it's all a ploy. Also, this is the only president besides a certain leader that I can remember uh, that is like evil like straight like the dark brandon thing and like the villain with the eyes and the red like 
Can you imagine if Donald Trump came out with like red eyes and said, we're, we're coming for you. Like all. And then the guy gets on TV and starts screaming and yelling at people. Like, I don't understand how young voters would want to vote for him. Concerning if somebody, if somebody brought their uncle over and he was just started yelling and screaming in my house, we'd be like, dude, get your dementia uncle out of my house. Like, this is fucking weird. Um, I don't know. I think that I think that young voters are not going to go for Joe Biden as much as they think that that they will. Yeah, I don't think uh, definitely not with the whole laser eyes thing. I think think that that was uh, I mean, unless you're just unhinged and you think that's cool. But I mean, I, I, I'd like to think I remember them doing a post like that during Trump's um, Trump's administration with Trump having like the demon eyes or something like that. And it was seen as like a, uh, like the Democrats made it to kind of make fun of Trump and to call him evil. But now they're celebrating the evilness with Joe Biden's evil eyes. Very confusing. I don't think that was a social media win for the Bidens. Although all of their little Twitter cronies that are paid on behalf of the Democratic Party to be influencers for the Democrats, which by the way, I think that's really funny because the Republicans have never had to do that. The Republicans never had to, or the conservatives never had to get people to put flags on their boats and drive around the harbor with their boats or put flags on the back of their trucks, yada, yada. Speaking of the trucks, I've got a question for Jonathan Emord. Um, there's a case out of Florida, Mr. Emord. I'm going to mute you here in just a second, um, where the gentleman used his big diesel truck to uh, peel out and leave rubber burn marks on a gay pride flag um, painted in the streets of Florida. Uh, now, listen, Ant's part of the gay community. He's celebrating this because he hates the gay pride flag. He thinks it's been bastardized and, and ridiculous. So I already know. Uh, and if you follow conservative Ant for, for any number of hours or days, you would know that he doesn't support the LGBTQ plus movement as it stands. But this gentleman is receiving a felony and, and, and it's almost being heard as a, a hate crime. Um, is that going to go through in court, a felony for, for burning rubber? When we have leftists that are, are tearing down statues and then we have uh, illegal immigrants assaulting and jumping police officers, kicking them in the head, and they're not, they're not receiving any kind of a bond for it and they're being released. Isn't it seem like ridiculous that they went through this much trouble to track down this young man individual who burned out his truck tires on a pride flag and then gave him a felony for it. Well, this thing, interestingly enough, creates a number of issues. First of all, the the uh, determination to allow the gay flag, uh, gay fl uh, flag on the gay pride uh, flag on the street is one that is an immediate. They've transformed the street then by doing that into what's called a public forum. That means that anyone can use that same street to communicate their message. And if the government disallows that, it's a, it's a violation of their uh, First Amendment rights because it's a content-based restriction. In other words, if I, if I put the American flag, I painted the American flag on that street, even if the, I were arrested for doing so, uh, I would have a strong First Amendment argument that you cannot suppress my right to put the American flag up there because you have opened it up to allow uh, the use of the uh, gay pride flag. Now, in his case, he's also uh, exercising a form of speech. He's erasing or putting tar marks on the gay pride flag. Well, that's it's on the street, cars right over it, and he's done this with his truck. Well, that's another form of speech, believe it or not, because they opened it up to be a public forum. 
they can't deny him his right to cancel the speech that they put on the public forum by doing that unless they have some sort of rules which they've adopted but of course they have not in fact they even violated their own laws by allowing that to be put on the street in the first place so i think he He's got a rather interesting argument to be made here, and I think that that's, uh, that's something that we should recognize. You open, you're the government. You open up a public forum. You cannot engage in content-based discrimination against views you don't like. This man obviously has a view contrary to the view that you've allowed, and he has a right to express it. And Jonathan, have you gone on the record and said that? What's that? Aside from this show, have you have you been out? Uh, have you said this out loud? Do you think that he has? Do you think that this young man has lawyers that know what you know? Um, have you tried to reach out to this young man at all and and help represent? Him? I know that you're like really into constitutional litigation. Do you think there's any other lawyers out there that are going to fight this fight for this young man? Or is he going to be alone? Well, I, I certainly hope so. I mean. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, there are multiple legal avenues for defense of this young man, and I would hope that they would be brought to bear, not least of which is this First Amendment freedom of, sp of expression. Uh, and the government can't, you know, have a, a, a mantra. Look, the, this is the same government that uh, uh, um, has allowed for, in public forums, people kneeling and instead of saluting the flag, uh, ha allowing for the black national anthem instead of just one national anthem to divide us. Um, that whole concept is uh, really one that begs the question here. You, you, you must allow dissent. If you're going to have a public forum, you must allow dissent, and they are not allowing dissent. So... And now, what's the difference between burning an American flag? That's not a hate crime last time I checked. So why is desecrating a gay flag more considered a hate crime? Or why is that even being in question? Well, I mean, uh, these people like to, a hate crime is also uh, inherently problematic for, for the First Amendment. Because what is hate speech? Each person will decide differently. Uh, the whole point of the First Amendment is to compel tolerance by us all to allow for the widest possible expression of views. And that's what we must maintain. Otherwise, you get the government in the business of deciding which or which speech should be orthodox and which should not should not be. And that means that you end up with propaganda. And uh, we already saw this kind of censorship with COVID. We've seen it over and over again from this administration in preventing any discussion of the corruption of the Biden's family and the whole influence peddling schemes uh, and more. So, I mean, this is this is our age and the First Amendment is ageless and stands for the proposition that if you dissent from an orthodoxy, you are entitled to protection. You're not entitled to destroy someone else's property, but that's not what's happening here because they put the flag on the street and it's a public, it's a public venue. So, that's a different thing altogether when you do that. Yeah. Um, and listen, we're going to bring you back on. We're going to take him off for just a second and, uh, and we'll do some ad reads here. And then when we come back, we want to ask your uh, constitutional opinion on the Montana parents who lost their children to the government for gender affirming care. 
Um, and I know that you're almost to your luncheon, so we'll make it as quickly as possible. Uh, right now, uh, today, 50% off for Valentine's Day, ghostbed.com forward slash A-N-T or Wolfpack. Either one will work. Uh, we have conservative ants on every Wednesday, and he's also sponsored by Ghostbed. Uh, he also has a house full of ghost beds. I will be at conservative ants house uh, here shortly in a couple of weeks again for some more content and um and, and and i like traveling i don't mind traveling to see ant because i'm it's not like i'm really leaving my ghost bed i'm just leaving one ghost bed for another and i can yeah. tolerate that i can handle it ghostbed.com forward slash ant for 50 percent off for valentine's day right now just go online if you've got to give your significant other something for valentine's day go online right now get the ghost bed pillow get the cooling sheets get the bed topper get the adjustable frame get the mattress get the uh get the, all of the things get one of them get all of them go to ghost bed right now and get that give that keeps on giving and giving and giving and i'm not talking about an sti i'm talking about the gift of a good night's sleep ghost beds are amazing they've been supporting us since day one which is huge they've been supporting me for almost four years now keeping this entire show almost single-handedly afloat um these are beds made in the good old usa USA, USA. Ant and I got to go down to the facility. Um, a truly a diverse, um, and they're not pandering on their diversity. We saw people from every color. We saw for everybody from, we saw gays, we saw straights, we saw blacks, we saw whites, we saw Asians, we saw everybody. And if you find one ghost bed ad that panders to any particular one, let me know. They don't. They're literally doing things the right way. The whole family works there as well. We met cousins and nephews, and it was just a very great, wholesome experience uh, that was genuinely and organically, naturally beautiful and pure, just like Jonathan E. Um, by the way, if you're in the great state of Virginia, make sure that you are putting Jonathan E. Mord on your ballot list to check that block because we really do need uh, uh, senators, state senators like Jonathan E. Mord um, uh, representing us, uh, especially uh, being a constitutional expert. There's nobody that I've ever met ever met that knows the constitution better than Jonathan Emord. Uh, but right now, listen, if Jonathan Emord wins, I'll personally buy him a ghost bed in celebration. So <laughs> go to ghostbed.com forward slash ant, A-N-T or Wolfpack and get you that 50% off. Also, we've got Factor Meals. You can see Jonathan Emord's on the road. He's going to a, a big fundraising luncheon today. Um, and I bet you he could benefit greatly from Factor Meals if he's not already up on that Factor Meals. I'm traveling all the time. And you know you're traveling all the time. Get hooked up with Factor Meals. It's meal planning to the next level. Stop driving all the way to the grocery store. Stop buying all of the uh, ingredients and all the things to, to meal prep for the whole week. If you're meal prepping and you're not using Factor Meals, what are you even doing? Are you even living? Stop what you're doing. Go to factormeals.com forward slash Wolfpack50 right now. Look at their hundreds of menu items that are chef prepared, fresh and never frozen meals delivered right to your door. They are packaged beautifully. They are nice. Listen, one of our guys on staff is getting eight meals a week. He's getting eight meals a week right now. They had a, a Valentine's day special where you could get a dinner for two and you just take it out of the packaging, dump it on a plate, microwave it or microwave it in the packaging. If you don't want to do the dishes, they keep it super 
super simple. Listen, if you're a first responder, if you want calorie conscious, you want protein heavy, vegetarian, vegan, you want breakfast, you want protein shakes, you want anything. All of this stuff is right there at factormeals.com forward slash Wolfpack50. Head over to factormeals.com forward slash Wolfpack50. Start your meal planning to the next level today. All right, let's bring back Jonathan Emor for one more pressing question before he gets to his uh, before he gets to his afternoon meeting here. And and again, we're so lucky and blessed to have somebody uh, that really knows what they're talking about, uh, like Jonathan Emor, that's willing to call in on his two hour drive to to a lunch meeting. So uh, we don't take it lightly. Everybody in the chats, uh, definitely all you guys have questions. We appreciate you all blowing us up right now. Um, and, and the only reason I'm not addressing the chats as much is because I'm trying to be as respectful to Mr. Emort's time as I possibly can. So and let's, uh, I'll bring him back on. And we want to go over this Montana parents that say that they lost custody of their daughter after opposing the 14 year old's gender transition report. Um, if you want more on the actual story, you can head back over to last week's episode where we kind of broke down the whole story of this 14 year old who tragically, um, you know, it, it was taken away from his, his parents and put into a system because the parents refused to play along with this uh, gender ideology. It all started out with a suicide attempt that had nothing to do with the whole gender thing. Yet this was uh, kind of some schoolhouse bullying thing, but it got CPS involved. CPS went to the house and that's when they learned that their daughter wants to be known by a different name. Um, and the parents are like, what? That's crazy. We're not going to do that. They, uh, the CPS puts a, a suicide hold on the child as I read it. So they go to the hospital and then all of the nurses buy into the gender affirming care, uh, referring to this female by a different name, um, referring to by a different gender. And when the parents even go as far to say, Hey, listen, honey, make sure that you eat all of your nutrient food before you eat the dessert. The nurse interrupts and says, don't worry. When your parents leave, we're going to bring you a good banana split. It's like the whole system is not allowing these parents to parent their child in such a way. And now the parent has been moved across state lines, as I read it, to uh, reserve gender affirming care. She's on medications and actually going to a church. Um, and the parents are not allowed to have any say. And they're only allowed to talk to the daughter when or son, whatever you want to call it, the transgender, when the transgender wants to talk to them at 14 years old. This is absolutely crazy. Jonathan, have you done any, have you, have you heard about this story at all? Yes, uh, this is uh, child abuse official child abuse. The parents have a constitutional right under the 14th Amendment to the upbringing and education of their children. It is their liberty rights. So their rights are being violated by the state, which is presuming to replace them as a parent in order to pursue a ideological agenda in favor of this gender affirming care, which is nothing more than child abuse. Uh, this is a 14-year-old incapable uh, at that age of making a life-affecting and irreversible decision as to what they would like to do with their bodies in, in a way that could prevent them ultimately, if we're talking about transitioning surgery, from having a child. Uh, th this is horrific. And the drugs at issue are ones that harm the child. Uh, they can cause osteoporosis. They can cause cancer. They can adversely affect the child's development in numerous ways, not least of which is the brain. Uh, so what the state is doing is child abuse, and the parents have an undoubted right, absolute right, 
uh, to raise their children and give them the upbringing they want. Furthermore, if the parents have a religion and that religion is that. Oh, it looks like we lost Jonathan. Um, he is on the road. Uh, it looks like we lost him just momentarily. We'll see if he can make it back. But uh, it, it's always spotty internet when you're driving on, on the road. Uh, I can see him down there. Yeah, you know, suicide rate is so high in the transgender. There's studies out there that that show and prove that uh, even after this gender-affirming care, these children are still suffering from the depression. It doesn't work. And where do you go from there? Once you've bought all into this and it still doesn't work, um, mentally, you check out. And suicide becomes a viable option. And, and we see the suicide rate so high in the transgender that it's almost it's clear and present that that all of these gender affirm this gender affirming nonsense, this meant this acknowledgement and celebration of mental illness is killing children, yet we're still not willing to stop. Um, is it ego and what is it in the LGBT community that they really want to push this agenda uh, again, an agenda, which we've only seen in the last four years. Yeah, I honestly, I, I, I say this all the time. I think the worst thing that happens, uh, one of, one of the worst things that happens to the modern day LGBT community besides uh, far left wokeism, is the allies people who want to ally with people to maybe give themselves a pat on the back or make them seem more um, accepting and progressive and all this. It's white suburban moms that want to be allies of the LGBTQ whatever community. And so they think by them doing this, it's, it's a mental illness as well for, for people that are allies. It's just like people who have to have uh, everyone know that they have a, a black friend. Um, these are typically liberal people that have... Uh, oh, a su superior or a su superiority complex or a holier than thou complex. What people don't understand either is having gender dysphoria, whether it be you not feeling that you want to be in the same body or you wanting to do body modifications to yourself, so on and so forth. This is something that is a mental health issue and it's fine. We all have mental health issues in some type of capacity that we have to deal with throughout our lives, but it needs to be taken care of as such before you make drastic decisions that can alter your life for the future. Not only are suicide rates low, but we are now seeing that a lot of these situations that are happening in schools with the um, shootings and stuff like that, some of them are trans men and women uh, that are going into these schools because they do have some type of mental health issue. Uh, they're insane. And that needs to be taken care of before we start uh, deciding whether we're going to chop off your son's penis at nine years old. I am dealing with something right now where I know a couple that is a lesbian couple. They also um, uh, should be very ashamed of themselves because they're pushing female clothing on their little boys. And uh, I just can't wrap my mind around it. I do think that it's a mental health issue, not only for the trans kid, but I think it's a mental health, health issue for the parents kid and they're brainwashing them. Uh, and also schools are brainwashing kids. I think it's a little bit like Munchausen syndrome as well. Like I, I think the parents thrive on the attention that they get from having a gay child. 
Um, it's like the Munchausen syndrome where the moms want the kids to perpetually be sick because they get the, uh, yeah. you, you know, that weird mental illness where, where you just kind of, you, you feel alive, I guess, from the, from keeping your kids sick. It's a very weird, I, I don't, I can't explain the brain, well, but a lot of these, uh, I, I have a friend too, that's really into vegan and he's totally pushing all of his beliefs on a child and and the tattoos are there to to show that they're vegans and and really at this point i'm like well what you're doing is you're pushing on your kid an ideology because you want the attention the negative attention if you were really if you really didn't care and you really were just doing it you wouldn't tattoo it all over your body very very strange it has a lot of munchausen uh characteristics uh to me what was you i mean we heard jonathan emort's take on the gay pride flag i thought that was an interesting case that he brings up that once you paint the flag the gay flag on the street then the street becomes a public forum where dissent is actually uh, a part of our our first amendment right to free speech that if you're going to make the road a, a public forum, then there are people that are allowed to dissent and they're allowed to disagree um, and put their own flag out on that public street. What is kind of your thoughts on this whole gay pride flag being scuffed up by the man in the big truck? Yeah, so I agree with uh, John, definitely. That's, that's a very good point. What I'd like to say on this also is here, we're going to go back to the woke LGBT community, right? They have done this to themselves, they have made people to the point where they're literally tired of he hearing it shoved down their throats, their kids' throats, everybody's throats all the time. And so it's almost brought back like a, a, a rage or an anger in people. So I, I do not fault the trucker, uh, the guy that, that burned rubber on the pride flag because you did you guys did this you pushed people to the to that point where they're like i'm done with this like i'm tired of it not only that but it's like we aren't you know we aren't we don't have to support your flag that that flag doesn't mean anything to the straight community it may mean something to some of the gay community but it doesn't mean anything to the straight community so it's a public site it's a public street I mean, so so what if I got into a car accident on that? Would I would I also be charged with a felony? So they're saying it's a hate crime because he did it purposely. Well, who cares? I mean, really, who cares? You go to people's houses and you're taking their flags, you're burning them in the streets, the American flag, and that, like you said, that's not you know you're not they're not getting um, arrested for that. So listen, if I I, I would do the could same you imagine thing if, if somebody wanted to print? A Christian flag, you know, the, the Christian flag uh, that, that that we see flown uh, in many, many churches. Um, what would it happen if you wanted to paint one of those on the road and somebody did a burnout on that? Absolutely nobody would care. Um, it would be on, it, it would actually, the church wouldn't say shit about it. I, I, the church would probably go out there and clean it themselves and then they would just move on from it. Um, so I, I, I agree there. Jonathan Emord, that uh, if you're going to have a public forum, there has to be room for dissent. And, and you kind of just have to take it. Uh, you, you have to take your licks, if you will. Uh, now, Ant, you've got it. You, you, uh, you spent last week with the, with the Trump family in Mar-a-Lago. Uh, what, what did you have going on this week? Uh, this week was a little bit more quiet, guys. I had my birthday and uh, I will be at Mar-a-Lago again on March 13th. So I will make sure that I bring you guys some information on that. Um, that is a private event, so I don't know that I can say anything, but I can tell you that I will be there. 
And um, I want, before I forget, No Pant Wednesday, guys, thank you so much to uh, our listeners and our viewers. You guys are absolutely amazing uh, and hilarious and very creative. Runner-up on that, Loren, runner-up. Great job. Loved that pick. Uh, the winner, though, was Ryan Aliseo. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. You know who I'm talking about, Yeah, Ryan? I say Alosio. I don't really, Alosio. Know. I don't really know. Yeah, so uh, he Maybe. was the winner this week. I will be sending him a hat. I will be sending him some uh, some decal swags. So thank you, guys. No Pant Wednesday was a success. Uh, yeah, and to, to wrap things up tonight, uh, <laughs> to wrap things up uh, on, on today's show with us, we appreciate you guys being there. Um, I'm excited to be in the mountains i got a lot of stuff to do with the kids today um but uh the the news is is growing we have a patreon head over to our patreon news uh for it's called uh last call unfiltered um where we do pressing moments uh, we unfilter it we say whatever we want to do if you want to be a patreon it's like three dollars a month that's less than a cup of coffee uh listen if you're still tuning in that means you're a loyal and fan uh we know that the 99 majority of you guys are audio listeners we do have some paid members in the chats who uh we love to give a shout out to uh during the show and we appreciate those paid youtube members uh paid members like uh low ren will cray bosco michael hendrix um and the list goes on and there's other people in the, the live chats too that we never want to zero by 2000 terry ryan alosio uh thank you guys so much for being in there but for the 99 listenership that we have please head over to wherever you're listening to this podcast and give us a five-star rating and review the only way that we can make this content grow the only way that we can grow freedom of speech is literally based on those readings and the support of our sponsorships ghost bed and factor meals please head over to both of those and give them all of your love and all of your support. Uh, and do we have anything coming up in the future? Do we have any meetups or anything like that? Do you have anything planned? Yeah. So we, we are planning guys to do something here in Southwest Florida and get together with uh, myself, Eric Tanzi and some of the failure to stop team, hopefully, and be in a venue, do a live show from a venue. Um, we do have a venue. I actually uh, just texted her last week. We do have a venue venue lined up here in the Fort Myers area. So it'll be super fun. It'll be a nice meetup and live show. We'll talk about all the things. Maybe we can have uh, Crocodile Troy bring some uh, <laughs> some animals for you guys to look at. Maybe some gators. He's got an albino croc. That's pretty cool. So many things on that front. And then also we, we still are tapping into some of the paranormal stuff, which would be super fun. So I, I think Eric Tanzi, myself, and Troy will probably head out to some really cool locations here in Florida, like uh, St. Augustine and many more, to do some awesome, spooky, spooky, spooky shit. Yeah, uh, Jonathan Emord also uh, his his fan base. Uh, I mean, his fan base, his publicist um, and agent want to want to make sure that he gets down to Naples for whatever our meetup is for um because he has some fundraising opportunities down there with the republican party um and he knows how big you are in with the uh with the republican party and and, and with the the trumps and everything like that so we'll, we'll try to get jonathan emore down there and, and a couple of other celebrity guests that uh that we reach out to um between now and then so stay tuned on that guys we also have a special release failure to stop podcast t-shirt coming out um it's in-house made by one of the fans um it'll be a limited release it'll literally be mailed out it'll be a one-time thing it'll be like i will let you know what day we're gonna drop the shirt and then you have that day to buy the shirt and then that's it because i'm not getting into this like I i'm just not getting into the whole merch thing 
where uh, I'm playing customer service and the sizes don't work and all. It's just, it's too much. This isn't a money-making endeavor. Uh, we just want to get shirts out because we know that you guys want to support the show and you've asked a lot. And one of the fans, literally his argument to me was like, just let me do it. Let me make the shirts. I'll do it one time. And I said, as long as you meet my stipulations and it's a one thing, one and done, and I don't care, uh, you know, we price it reasonably. I'm just not going to lose money on it. I'm not doing any advertising for it. It's literally, you want a Taylor to Stop podcast t-shirt, limited edition. You can get the shirt on that day between that set of time and then that shirt is yours. You uh, Michael, Hen- Michael Hendricks, I want to I wanna say this. Um, I don't know if you've been to Southwest Florida, Fort Myers or Cape Coral or any of the surrounding towns in the last five years. People have fled blue states. It is not a geriatric state as much as it used to be. There are a lot of young couples now that live in the Southwest Florida, in Florida area area in general. Yes, it is a retirement state, but we are blessed to have travelers that um, always uh, make sure to bring us money. We we count on, on vacationers here in the state of Florida. So uh, it is a lot younger than it used to be. And no, Naples, uh, if you go to Mercado, you can stay out until 2 a.m. I don't know where the 8 p.m. going to bed thing is, but that's not true. That's false. Misinformation. <laughs> What is it? Just, is it? Is it? I've heard a rumor like that Tansy there is an will, S. Just like Tan, sorry, Tansy, just like you sell me North Carolina, I'm going to sell you. I'll always sell you Florida. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Florida sucks. I'm just kidding. Uh, North Carolina. Uh, I was born boring, and raised there. So. Uh, that's the only reason. That's the only reason I don't like it is because I was born and raised there. But um, is it true that Naples has an STD butthole monument uh, in Naples? I saw that on the headline news. Is that true? I, I'll have to look. And I didn't know that. Hold on. Let me let me see if I can pull it up uh, to round out the show. Hey, Michael, um, what time of year were uh, you here? Because it might have been off season. Looks like a butthole. <laughs> Hold on. We're just going to finish the show out with this. Um, here, oh, it's Palm Springs. Are you familiar with Palm Springs? Uh, not familiar, but I know where Palm Springs is. Okay, how far is that from where you are? I think it's about is three it far? or four hours. Okay, hold on. I'm going to present this to you. Let's see here. Share screen. Um, let's see here. There we go. Allow. Um, ba-ba-ba-boom. Let's see. Is this is this going to work for you? Here it yeah, is. So this Palm is uh, the Palm Springs AIDS Memorial um that a lot of people say looks like a butthole yeah isn't palm springs in california i was thinking of coco beach but then loren's like that's in california which makes more sense oh you're right it isn't well yeah palm palm coast is in florida i'm sorry i'm sorry palm coast um but yeah, oh, no, my yeah anyway right here i guess uh i guess the new monument the std monument supposedly looks like and of course, like a the, ball, a, a lot of people hold on. Of course, it. the pride flag is in this mix of images that go along with the search, which makes all more, all more sense. <laughs> oh my God. Ladies and gentlemen, the headline is from Queer Curry. Queer Tea. Um, Nobody reads that. I don't think queer. Wait, wait, wait. It says free of agenda, except that gay one. 
Locals outraged over proposed Palm Springs AIDS memorial that looks like a gaping. Well, you know that's what oh, this, I can't. This I can't do they're... it. I can't do it. Anything gaping <laughs> for me, I'm now you're gonna get all these gay ads. Oh. <laughs> Now you're gonna get ads. You're gonna get ads for like anal bleaching and shit. <laughs> oh gosh, uh, guys, this has been another last call. Thank you, conservative, and thank you to Jonathan Emord for joining us today. And guys, if you like this show and you want more news, unfiltered news, head over to their Patreon, become a subscribe, pay member. The more subscriptions we get on there, I think we're ranging out 200 subscriptions over there um, at the moment. Um, the more we get, the more shows we can do over there. But right now there's lots of other failure to stop content over there, um, including um, more news over there. But there's a down the pole, the firefighter show. There's a corrections officer show on there. Um, there's more sports stuff, more true crime stuff over there. So uh, if, if podcasts are your thing and you want to fill up your 12-hour shift, uh, we do five free shows a week. Um, all the rest are under a $3 paywall. That's not asking a lot. That's less than a cup of coffee uh, from your liberal bucks um, coffee shop. So head over there and, and, and support us and keep, keep the show going. Uh, for myself, from Conservative Ant, the uh, one of the largest uh, social media influencers of his kind, out there, over 1.4 million subscribers across TikTok and Instagram. Hilarious content every day. Please go follow him at Conservative Ant. Uh, always funny and uh, always genuine. We love you guys. Uh, we'll see you guys uh, hopefully next week, next Wednesday, right here on Last Call of the Day. Anthony, thank you so much, sir. Thank you. Love you guys.